This is ESPN Radio. She's Amber Wilson. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us this morning on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80 and ESPN. You're presented by Progressive Insurance. Always hit us up anytime you want. The phone number is there for you at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. For those who don't know, Amber's a lawyer. She has Esquire in as a part of her portfolio. So she understands the legalities when it comes to law, sports and law together, the whole shebang-a-bang when it comes to that. So Amber, explain to me in a law kind of standpoint, how took the National Football League that the, all these years of Dan Snyder running afoul of everything and they made excuses for him time after time after time again, but because he was able to take $11 million away in revenues from teams, that's what got on the wrong side of the NFL to finally force him out as being an owner of the Washington Commanders. Uh, it's an interesting question, Freddie. And frankly, I'm not sure it's a legal question so much as what else was there, right? Thank and you. what other skeletons were in that That's closet? I mean, going. there have been a lot of questions for a lot of years of how Daniel Snyder has maintained his position for so long. And we had that in, interesting deep dive on ESPN.com. That was Don Van Otta Jr. I remember he wrote it. I can't remember the other offer right now. Uh, it's slipping my mind because I don't have it in front of me. But they just did that yeah. deep dive on how that John Gruden email. Seth Wickersham. Seth Wickersham, thank you. I I wanted to give him proper credit. Mm. That was an incredible piece of journalism where they do that deep dive on uncovering how that John Gruden email link at leak ends up leading to the fall of Daniel Snyder. But in that, we learned a lot of interesting things about Daniel Snyder and what he might have in terms of dirt on other NFL owners. There were those rumors out there. Don't forget that he was going to hire private investigators to try to dig up more dirt on all these other NFL owners he was threatening them with every way and in that article you also learned that Daniel Snyder at one point had given the league and the owners a PowerPoint presentation that ended up just basically being a revenge tour of if you do this to me I will do this to you and sort of uncover everyone's skeletons in the closet because these emails don't end up being the only problem and we got the leak of the emails with John Gruden where did those come from did those come from Daniel Snyder and his team everyone's denied it everybody involved Mm -hmm. but some people think that might have been the case and that ultimately it might have been Daniel Snyder who leaks emails that make John Gruden obviously look terrible and end up costing him his job and then down the line those leaks instead of getting him goodwill with the league which is the theory behind why he would have leaked them instead of getting him goodwill with the league and retaining himself as his as the owner here of the Washington Commanders it ends up costing him his job so there's a lot to this it's far beyond just sort of the legalities of it mm-hmm. there's something more there and Nobody really knows what, but it took a really long time for Daniel Snyder not to be an owner of an NFL team. The reality here is, though, Freddie, owners don't want to vote out other owners. They really don't. And of course they they don't. don't. Because when they do that, it takes power away from them. If they can vote out that guy and put pressure on that guy to sell the team, then they also can lose their team. And billionaires never want to lose. And they never want to be told what to do. And ultimately, Daniel Snyder was told what to do. But it took the people a very long time who were tasked with telling him what to do to do it. And then the other complicating factor here is not only do owners not want to have to make this decision, but Roger Goodell works for Daniel Snyder, right? Roger Goodell works for all these owners. So the top, top, top of the league doesn't want to have to make this decision either. The only way that the NFL, when it comes to that boys and girls club, and really more of the boys club, when it comes to NFL ownership group, 
for them to vote out an owner, it takes that how much money are you costing us? When it came to Jerry Richardson, it was going to completely destroy the brand. Not destroy, destroy it, but enough where they were so worried about losing a fan base and money in the Carolinas when it came to the Carolina Panthers when those allegations came up involving him. And they gave him the old, you got to go, Jerry, you got to go because you are costing us money. You are costing us that kind of power structure that we do not want compromised in the NFL. They let Dan Snyder run a foul for years the way he ran that Washington football team. And believe me, we can say they can say all they want that we didn't know this was going on. They flat out knew exactly what was going on with what he was doing and what was going on with that toxic culture. It took a Washington Post expose for that to become public. I can't even imagine how much power he might still have in the NFL, Amber, if that expose had never come up. Because the big part about that was they didn't really think about all the stuff that was going on, that toxic culture. When it came down he was stealing money from them, that's when they got offended. That's when they were personally victimized by Dan Snyder. Anytime that happens in the NFL that you can cost them money, that's what it takes to vote out owners. And when you do something like that, they turn tail on a guy that support that they supported for seemed like centuries in the NFL when it came to Dan Snyder. But the minute he was taking money out of their pocket, that's when they got personally offended, and that's when they decided that he had to be gone from the NFL. Right. That's the step too far, right? And I think from the fan perspective, we expect, hey, if an owner is running a franchise into the ground, just even from a competitive perspective on the field, why wouldn't the league or why wouldn't the other owners want to get rid of that owner? Well, the reason for that is because the other owners look at the landscape and they don't want you to be able to tell them that they have to sell their team because there's not a performance on the field that's going according to plan. You could see why that would be threatening to every single owner at given times during their tenureship as owner, right? Teams always have bad times. And sometimes it's not because the owner is terrible and running the franchise into the ground. Sometimes it's just because they can't get it together for years and years and years. But even if they hire poorly in terms of the front office or in terms of the coaching staff over and over and over again, it's like, yes, just because I'm hiring poorly and maybe I'm not the best at this thing, I don't want you to be able to force me to sell my business Mm -hmm. that I paid billions of dollars for or even millions of dollars if it was many years ago that I purchased this thing like this was my purchase this is my business I own this don't tell me how I should run it so from that perspective if you just look at it from the owner's perspective you could see why a lack of performance on the field they wouldn't want that to mandate selling their team and losing their ownership and yet you run into problems where you're seeing it right now with the Oakland A's right you run into problems all over sports with this where an owner then purposely runs the team into the ground to affect the entire revenue to show then the fans don't support the team because of course the owner gave nothing to the fans to support so they can then move their team or get the new fancy stadium that ends up helping their bottom line this is a problem that permeates through all of sports it's not just exclusive to Daniel Snyder's reign in the NFL but Daniel Snyder's problem ended up extending far beyond just not having a good product on the field. And he didn't run into problems either with the workplace culture initially either, which obviously frustrates us all. But again, and there is no defense of this, but I'm just letting you know from an owner's perspective, think about it. There's something that's going on in your organization. There's some sort of accusation and all of a sudden you lose your team because of it, because you didn't know, or somebody below you, far below you did something in terms of the workplace. And so you could see the complications there. Now, with the Daniel Snyder situation, some of those accusations were directly 
mm-hmm. against yep. the owner himself. And that's where it got so crazy that he wasn't losing his team over those implications. It's one thing when it's tiers below you. We even saw it with Mark Cuban in the NBA. It's another thing when it's Daniel Snyder himself, the owner himself, that has these allegations against him. But that wasn't enough, like you said. It was when the other owner's money started getting messed with, right? right? When the money of everybody started getting messed with. Now, all of a sudden, that's that's the bridge too far. Yeah, that's why the NFL, they continue to be Teflon. They always stay undefeated no matter how many dents their armor takes. They still, still keep rolling and rolling and rolling on. Amber Wilson, Freddie Cohen together on ESPN Radio and ESPNU. So now, Josh Harris, this is now your team. This is now your franchise as the new owner of the Washington Commanders, and he knows exactly going forward what kind of impact he was looking to make to try to overcome at least 15 to 20 years of just having a terrible, terrible franchise that was running to the ground despite making a lot of money for the NFL and Dan Snyder. It comes down to um, initially, obviously, we're getting uh, to the uh, season on the eve of training camp. I mean, as you know, uh, as uh, an owner of a franchise, uh, you know, a lot, a lot has been done in the offseason at this point. Uh, so we're going to have to engage with the coaching staff and understand what they're doing. Uh, much of what uh, is going to happen on the field has already been anointed. Uh, I think, uh, but for us uh, today, the priorities are, you know, how do we uh, imp- do quick hits and improve the fan experience, uh, egress, ingress, uh, signage, little things. Uh, obviously, when some uh, fan comes into your stadium, I look at it as they're coming into your house. Uh, and you want it to be an amazing experience for them. And so that there's going to be a lot of work there. I can't wait to see, or at least I want to see exactly what's going to happen now that Dan Snyder's out and the fans are going to come back. Because that was the single thing. As much as the Washington Commanders were sold for that kind of money, the most in North American sports, over $6 billion, the fans literally stayed away in droves. I wonder, Amber, now that he's gone, if the fans are going to get back, if they want to come back, if they want to feel they belong with that organization. Because we also about family atmospheres. That was completely the case with the Washington football team. Even when they weren't good, you always felt like you were part of that family. And Dan Snyder did everything he could to alienate so many family members that I wonder, Amber, how many of them are going to come back immediately or take a wait-and-see approach with Josh Harris being in charge and Dan Snyder no longer in charge. 24 years, you lost an entire generation of fans, right? And some of those fans fled to Baltimore and became fans of the Ravens. Some of those fans just grew up disinterested in this Washington Commanders team because of what happened here during Daniel Snyder's tenure. However, Freddie, the NFL is king, right? The NFL is king. Everybody loves the NFL in this country. Everybody loves football. If you're doing the winning on the field, I'm not sure it takes as long for people to come back to this franchise as we might expect. Also, you're in a very transient town in Washington, D.C. I think that could end up actually being an advantage here because you have a lot of people move to D.C. each and every year that weren't around for the last 24 years of Daniel Snyder's reign of terror, right, in the NFL. (laughs) And because of that, they might be willing to buy in if, again, you do the winning on the field. Winning is supreme. The NFL is king. You've got to put a good product on the field if you're Josh Harris. It's going to take a little bit of time to do that. I'm not expecting him to do it this season by any means. Everything's already in place when he's taking over. But over the next five years, I do think that the fans come back if he gives the fans a good fan experience. Right. Creative Rima hit us on Twitter, Coleman ESPN, and also Amber W Sports saying, remember the Jim Brown line and she hate me. Poetry reference. You don't mess with money. 
they're going to come after you hard. And that's what the NFL did finally against Dan Snyder. Carlos Ramon, excuse me, Carlos Ramon Graham, hope I got his last name right, says, great conversation you guys about this, but we know this. Unfortunately, nothing changed until the bottom line Dallas are impacted when it comes to the National Football League. Truth, truth, and truth from Carlos and also Creative Rima. Keep hitting us on Twitter at Amber W Sports. That's Amber's handle, my handle at Coleman ESPN. Aaron Rodgers had a chance to have a sit-down with friends at our friends at ESPN in New York. And believe me, it wasn't exactly a cream puff fest when it was all said and done. You'll hear the details of that next on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and ESPNU. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com morning code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy this is espn radio Coming up in about 10 minutes, give or take a lie or two, we'll get your calls at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. What is 2023 going to look like for the fight in New York Aaron Rodgers when it comes to the Jets having that quarterback? Will it be a crash and burn or will they contend? 888-729-3776. Your calls in 10 minutes with Amber Wilson and Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. Suits so X-Men Channel 80 and don't forget about us on ESPNU. But Aaron Rodgers just sat down with our friends at ESPN New York 90.7 FM when it comes to Rick Pietro and Dave Rothenberg from their morning show. I'm sure they've gotten to plenty of things. Maybe they asked Aaron Rodgers about cake, maybe being the Prince of Darkness, but also being a New York Jets quarterback and why he decided to leave Green Bay. Let's hear that conversation right now. All right, so why the Jets? Like you wanted out, sounded like, of Green Bay and kind of had to make that decision of, of where you wanted to go and you really wanted to go to the Jets. Why the Jets? Well, I got to know Coach Sala when uh, the Jets came out to Green Bay a few years ago. I enjoyed him. I went against him for years when he was in uh, San Francisco. Uh, I have a, a real uh, beautiful friendship with Nathaniel. Got to know him and uh, Megan, his wife, and the kids. I'm very close with him. And then I thought that the team obviously had a really good chance. Um, played him last year. They beat the heck out of us at home. Uh, so I saw firsthand the ability they had on defense, and then you know just the way that Joe drafted. You could, when you when you're thinking about teams, obviously you want uh, talent. You want to to know there's leadership there, but you want enough players on first contracts to to really do some things. So you look at the you know the, the you know the guys that Joe drafted last year. You had uh, you know offensive rookie of the year in Garrett. You had Brees who had an incredible year. 
uh, not getting hurt. He could have been in the mix for Offensive Rookie of the Year. You had defense. You had Sauce, Defensive Rookie of the Year. And you had Jermaine, who had a really nice season as a rotational player. That's pretty damn good drafting right there. So um, I like the the opportunity to uh, uh, to you know to play for a team that could win it all. And uh, then you had all the other factors with uh, with Nate, and then you know some of the guys they picked up in free agency. So what is it about Nate? I, a different question I was going to ask you, but I mean it's just, it, it it's real. I mean it's more than just you know coach player. It's a real friendship. What is it about him and and getting the chance to work with him? Well, I think first of, first of all, this is a this is a job. You know, this is our profession. But if it's not fun, what are we doing? You know, I think that's that's for everybody in any business. You know, you want to enjoy the the work you're doing. It gives you a purpose. It kind of wakes you up in the morning and and gets you going. So um, I just I, I love Nate. And when Nate came to Green Bay, he made that so much fun. He really did. Every single day was just exciting. He's been around the game forever. We have this kinship based on our love and and history with the west coast offense you know i grew up a niner fan and bill walsh the you know who kind of started the west coast offense worked with paul hackett for a long time nathaniel's father so nate was always around the west coast offense i was fortunate enough to be drafted in green bay and play for mike sherman for a year and then mike mccarthy who was kind of on the second iteration of the west coast but all the principles were west coast offense and my favorite quarterbacks growing up were west coast quarterbacks joe montana and steve young so and then brett Favre. Uh, so I knew all about the West Coast offense. I love the uh, intricacies of it. I love the uh, timing aspect of it. And uh, so him and I speak the same language, which is which is really great. We got a lot of the same stories. We're the old guys in the room now telling the stories about back when, blah, 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 you know. So uh, so that's fun. But, but Nate's a great teacher of the game. Like he really finds a way to make even the most mundane for a 19th-year player concepts kind of come to life again and for guys seeing it for the first time i think it's really cool to to be in an install meeting with him all right so you just said it so this is your 19 and i think everyone in their mind when they get strapped when they get drafted has this idea that you know you play for the entire you know the one team for your entire career jersey's retired you win the super bowl or stanley cup or whatever it is and that would be great but i mean 18 years in one spot's a lot and you mentioned having fun is is a change something that you needed to kind of to, to bring you, you know, the love back for the game and to kind of rejuvenate you? Well, I needed a change because it was time. Right. I mean, listen, I don't know really what to ask you. Right. I mean, and your, your GM was a jerk anyway. But, I mean, it's just like as far as like just like how you feel now. Like, I'm sure you could have went back. I mean, had they they fired him, which they should have done, and kept you in Green Bay. I mean, you still would have been a Green Bay <laughs> Packer. They would have built a statue and everything else. But I think there are certain times because you're right. I mean, as a, as a guy that's played for now your 19th season, it, it has to be fun still. So now you're around new guys, new relationships, kind of just like that spark is back. Yeah, I mean, for sure. This has definitely rejuvenated me, and, uh, you know, I'm excited to be in a new spot, excited to meet the new guys and, and just to be around it all. Um, I think there's something really special about being in an organization for that long. There's very few people. I wanted to be one of those iconic players like the Tim Duncans and the Jeters yep. and, uh, and the Kobe's of the world who played one for one team for all their career. It's It's – very rare though you know look at a lot of the great players in our sport all kind of played other spots you know tom finished up somewhere else Peyton finished up somewhere else drew was able to stay in in the saints forever but he was in san diego first you know yep. so not it's not many guys who were able to start and finish with their career and definitely not more than you know 15 16 17 years you know where i'm at 19 so this was a great opportunity for me um 
it is fun uh, to just have everything so new because there's new people to meet, there's new places to go. Um, and as you were playing the uh, uh, the New York song uh, coming on the air, like I have really enjoyed the city. Like it just uh, being able to go out to restaurants and and concerts and MSG. And, you know, you got so many sporting events. That's been really fun for me. Uh, as much uh, as I love Green Bay and and uh, you know have so much affection for that place, um, it's a bit you know, slower. There's, there's yeah. a, it's a bit slower. Yeah. yeah, it's a bit slower. The words of New York Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers sitting down with our friends Rick DiPietro and Dave Rothenberg from ESPN New York, ninety-eight point seven. Amber Wilson, Freddie Coleman, thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel Eighty, and ESPNU. All right, Amber, your takeaways from five minutes of Aaron Rodgers loving New York and leaving Green Bay behind. I mean, I thought it was funny that they were pressing him about, oh, well, your your GM over there, you know, he sucked, right? And that's <laughs> so New York, and it's got to be so different for Aaron Rodgers. And right now it's so friendly, and everyone's so great, and we know how this thing will go from a media perspective if things aren't so great for mm-hmm. the New York Jets. But my takeaway was really just he said everything that I feel like we've heard him say before, right, where – He is excited about the direction of this team. He loves being here. He's excited to be in New York. It's a very different experience for him than it is in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and he's ready to get to work. And we already knew all of that. But I did think it was funny when they were asking him about that time in Green Bay. And he does have the team around him now. It is a stacked team from top to bottom. I mentioned that there are O-line concerns on this team, but he certainly has weapons and we'll see how he's able to utilize those yeah. weapons in New York. Well, we've done a lot of dating advice for Mikey C., one of our guys behind the scenes, who got ghosted by a date that he was supposed to go on. So if I can give dating advice to Aaron Rodgers, leave the ex in the past. Mm-hmm. You're not doing yourself any favors. It's good for us. It's great copy oh, in New York. Content. Absolutely, that you're taking shots at the ex. Dude, you're, you're with the next. You've already found out the weekend arrangements for the kids with the ex. You already said, I'll take the dog. You take the cat. Leave that alone. Because right about now, nobody wants to hear anything about what did not happen for you in Green Bay. That you wanted to finish finish your career with that one football team that didn't happen. It is, what are you going to do now? Because Amber, at the end of that, he said, man, I'm loving everything about New York. Because I've seen it. He's been at Knicks games. He went to the Tony Awards. He's been everywhere. Embrace New York. The X is gone. Enjoy the next when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. In fairness to Aaron, the ex is all he knows, right? I mean, we're just starting out (laughs) on this thing. I agree with you. Stop talking about the ex. But right now, the ex is all he knows. So if he's asked about his career Mm -hmm. and he's asked about his experience and he's asked about his experience even being brought here into this New York Jets organization and how he's evaluating the job that the Jets are doing, it is going to all harken back to a different time when he was in a different place. That's the reality of the situation. But you're right. I'm assuming New Yorkers are more focused on moving forward with Aaron Rodgers from a content perspective for us here at ESPN. We love him to keep talking about the X. Let's keep going. Do it. Keep taking those shots. It's like the New York Jets. Oh, we made you a nice spaghetti dinner. This looks great. Man, the Packers make good spaghetti dinners as well. <laughs> that, that seems to, I mean, I understand it. It's still raw to him, but once the season gets started, he'll probably leave a lot of that in the past. But for right now, he let it exactly be known how he feels about what happened then and what he's looking forward to doing now. And Rogers being in the zone this season, part of Get In The Zone, brought to you by AutoZone. Get In The Zone, AutoZone. So are you rooting for or against Aaron Rodgers and the Jets to succeed in New York in 2023? Let us know at 888 say ESPN. 
888-729-3776. And Amber Wilson will let you know if she believes the Jets will be contenders or pretenders with you-know-who being you-know-where. This is ESPN Radio. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is ESPN Radio. So what kind of flow with it will the Jets and Aaron Rodgers have now that they are together in 2023? She's Amber Wilson. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together on ESPN Radio this morning, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80. And don't forget about us on ESPNU. Amber, I throw the question to you because I trust your football expertise. I have to agree with it. I just like trusting it. The Jets have all this now, all this attention. All this notoriety. Aaron Rodgers there. He wanted to be there after Green Bay didn't want him anymore. Are they going to be a pretender or contender in 2023? So they're going to be a contender in the sense that they're going to be good. Obviously, this is a team defensively. They were already great. It's a team that we felt like was a quarterback away. I do see some deficiencies beyond just the quarterback position. I do have my concerns about the O-line, the protection now of Aaron Rodgers. But the reason I had them on my pretender list yesterday is because of where the expectations are. The expectations aren't that the Jets are going to be good, right, or even very good. The expectations are that the Jets are going to be excellent because all they needed was a good quarterback in order to win a Super Bowl. And if it's Super Bowl or bust, my money's on the bust just because Mm -hmm. of how hard it is to win a Super Bowl and particularly how hard it is to even get to a Super Bowl in this AFC. So the Jets are good. Are they even the best team in their own division? No, not in my book. In fact, there might be two teams in that division if the Dolphins can stay healthy that are better than the New York Jets. So, yes, they are a good team. They are going to be a significantly improved team with Aaron Rodgers. I don't think that's a hot take by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> but a Super Bowl team, yeah, I, that's where that's where I run into the problem. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Buffalo is going to win a division. I think Miami is going to be second. The Jets are going to be third. I could see all three of those teams making the playoffs. But what could keep that from happening for the New York Jets, they open at home versus Buffalo, then at Dallas, home versus the Patriots, home versus the Chiefs. At Denver, home versus Philadelphia. At the New York Giants, home versus the Los Angeles Chargers. That's the first eight games of the Jets' schedule where only two teams are part of that. 
did not make the playoffs last year. And to be honest with you, it's never easy playing the Patriots, and it's not going to be easy playing Denver now that Sean Payton is with that football team, and you're expecting Russell Wilson is going to be better. And that defense is pretty good. That could be a top 15 defense in the NFL when it comes to the Denver Broncos. That may be the one thing that keeps the Jets from being that contender. I don't think they're going to be a pretender pretender, but pretender enough where it's not going to be a Super Bowl situation for the New York Jets. But then again, games haven't been played, so we will see. Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Can't wait to hear how you wrangle in on this when it comes to Amber Wilson, Freddie Coleman, and ESPN Radio. Trevor in Massachusetts, give me your prediction of the Jets in 2023. Good morning, y'all. Great morning. show. Thank you. Appreciate you. Jets, seven and, Jets are going to be 7-10. 7-10. Seven and, wow. and after the season, Aaron Rodgers is going to be on the yacht with the Jets owner convincing him to be GM, the offensive coordinator, the head coach, and the quarterback. <laughs> Seven and ten. Yeah. Freddie, he has them not improving even by one game with not Aaron Rodgers at yeah. the helm, yeah. uh, the dude who was just a year removed from a back-to-back MVP. I have a hard time imagining that record's going to look the same. But I do wonder, Freddie, because you were just mentioning how hard that record or that schedule is through the yeah. first eight games of the season. Yeah. What happens when they are dropping games in the first right. half of that season? Mm-hmm. In terms of the media, when Aaron Rodgers then is coming out on the microphones and in front of the cameras and he's like, it's cool, bro. You know, it's, <laughs> it's just life is bigger and it's a meandering road and what a long, strange trip it's been. But uh-huh. we'll still get to a postseason and we just have to keep thinking about what's bigger in life, right? Or mm-hmm. whatever. Like it, it very oh. in Aaron Rodgers, philosophical, you know, a hippie type of stuff. Right. How's that New York media going to handle that? Well, you know, we, right I now know it's all wow. funny yeah. and well and good. What's it going to be like on the back end if they're doing yeah. the losing and his attitude is very blase about it all? Well, two things. Number one, those post-game press conferences will be very interesting. And, Tuesday, and two, <laughs> those Tuesday – afternoons on Pat McAfee show would be very interesting with Aaron Rodgers and things are not going well early for the New York Jets as far as that goes. By the way, I like the way that Trevor gave us a love, but also Trevor must have been doing dishes, something like that. He had a lot going on in the background there, but he still was able he to was get through and be like, heard. Yeah, hey, you got to take care of ain't your Ain't nothing f- wrong with that, right. a man take, who does dishes. Right, take care, of your, take care of your hands, take care of your feet, and take care of your house. I'm not hanging to Trevor when it comes to that. Terrence in the great state of Georgia. Terrence, what do you got to say about the Jets in 2023? Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback. R-O-L-A-I-D-S. They're going to keep some heartburn up there in New York. Um, I don't think it's going to be a great season. Definitely think they're going to have um, pretender status for the better part of the season. But I want to make, go back to a point you made about the X, uh, Freddie. Yeah. The, he's got to play nice. He's got to play both ends of this thing. Because at the end of the day, he won a Super Bowl in Green Bay. The best quarterback they've ever had uh, outside of the obvious. But um, he wants to be in that ring of honor for sure. Um, and if you bring the Super Bowl, eventually, and I think he can, uh, to New York, he's going to be in that ring of honor, too. Kind of a, a, one of the rare status type of players of being in two rings of honor. So he's got to play nice with the ex. He's got his burner phone to keep calling her. But at the end of the day, he's going to do his best for, his, for, the, uh, for, the, new, for the new girl. So. Yeah, you're right, Terrence. You've got to play nice with the ex. But, you know, taking those shots like he was doing, talking to Rick DiPietro and Dave Rothenberg earlier this morning on ESPN New York 98.7. He's still going to be in the ring of honor, Amber, but you don't want that to be that contentious, although I think I get the sense Aaron Rodgers 
does not care about the feelings of Brian Gunkus, the general manager, and Mark Murphy, the president of the Green Bay Packers. The truth is that none of us really leave our exes behind, right, Freddie? I mean, that's the reality of the situation. We end up bringing those experiences from previous relationships into our future relationships. It's how it works. He's never actually leaving the Green Bay Packers behind, right? That whole experience for a decade and a half is following him straight to New York, but he's got to move forward from there. And so I understand why the Green Bay Packers continuously come up. They're going to continuously come up for a while until he has enough of a history in New York in order for that history to feel distant. And that's only going to happen if he's doing the winning in New York Jets uniform. Because he would love nothing better better than to win a championship with the New York Jets. They have not won once since Super Bowl three. That'd be like the ultimate single digit to the Green Bay Packers and the organization, not the fans, not his former teammates, but to do dudes, two dudes, excuse me, he can't stand Brian Gunkus as well as Mark Murphy, John in West Palm, Florida, not too far from where Amber lives. What you got to say about Aaron Rodgers and the Jets in 2023, my friend. All right, I got something to say. Uh, after this, I got something to say about Mikey's date well, thing this, as well. This ought to be good. Um, but <laughs> um, no, he's gonna rock it, man. And, and I disagree with you on that, Amber. I think he's gonna be. He's going in there. He's refreshed. He's he's rejuvenated. He's gonna be trying to do it. He's gonna be leading that locker room, not like he was in Green Bay the past few years. He's been showing up for OTAs. He's been doing all that. As far as Mikey. Here we go. Like, dude, are you just texting her? Like, uh, are you just te- texting on the app? Did you actually call her? Did you FaceTime her first? I mean, you got to lock that down if you don't want to get ghosted. Yeah, you got to make sure, Mikey, that. So to answer that question, Mikey, what exactly did happen? No, we, I didn't. I didn't call her yet. No, it was just all messaging and texting. No, but before. What before. about leading yeah. up to saying, the how, date? Yeah, how did, did you, you guys, guys ever have a conversation via phone or FaceTime, or has it only been well, messaging on you with all the details? Oh, come on. Give app. us a little bit. Give, actually, us a, give us some sugar here. Yeah, when we started chatting, she mentioned how she didn't really like guys who had an Android phone, which I have because my texts come up yellow or whatever like that or green. Okay, that's a red flag. Yeah, so I Not was, for you. I'm talking about her. Oh, jeez. So not, I was not, already kind of yeah. turned off by this girl to begin with from all that. All right. And I kind of just was like, you know what? I'm just going to ask her out on a date and okay. see what happens. And that's what happened. I said, you know what? You want to go out Thursday night? And she said, sure. So that was. So it was all via text. You guys have text. never actually yeah. spoken on the phone. No, You've never no. FaceTimed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a bad move. I do feel like when you're locking in a date to begin with, you should probably try one of those things first, right? Just so a that you build bit. a rapport would have been with the person. Or something, though, if I tried to <laughs> well, at least you could have gotten your cardio in. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey doesn't do cardio. Mikey doesn't do cardio. No, no, not at all. Yeah, no, can't no cardio, no, no leg day. No, no leg cardio. day. It doesn't around. seem like. It doesn't seem like you and this girl had much of a future. She seems like a swimmer. You seem like you're more interested in you know yeah. smoking and the by yeah. the dumpster at ESPN. Uh-huh. Just, wow. I, I'm throwing all your business out in the street there, Mike. Yeah, I mean, I thought I was a great guy. <laughs> you are. It just you, you just need to find somebody who fits you, not trying to make each other fit, if that makes any sense. Exactly. <laughs> sure, Freddie, sure. <laughs> trying to help you. Yeah. I think it sounded like she was Jane Fonda because they said she went swimming. I, I yeah, I, so. I'm just trying to. If anything, she did you a favor by nipping this now instead of you get too deep in the relationship. And him screwing it up. I, well, they're, they're, that's another <laughs> situation. Right, that's another there. point. But at least she helped you out by saying, you know what, I don't want to go out with this guy. She did you a favor because she, if she has a red flag about an Android phone, come on now. 
swimming is stupid hard, by the way, from a cardio perspective. Like, that is a pretty extreme form of cardio to choose. I doubt she was swimming. She's probably just sitting by the pool, though, which is... Sunbathing. Yes. Waiting instead for a, of going on a date with you. Yeah, exactly. Waiting for, a well, waiting for a well old pool boy to just walk by. <laughs> I do have her training like Michael Phelps. And I, that might be overstating it a tad. If that's what I, she I, was doing, then yes. apologies. We got yes. I have her wrong. I, just, I, I doubt I, it. I just think her name was Katie Ledecky more than anything else. And she right. decided to go swimming instead of hanging out with you. Keep weighing in on Twitter at Amber What's her W name Sports. Katie, Mikey? <laughs> what was her name? No, I'm not giving her name. Oh, no, boo. it was not Katie. Do not let Freddie walk you down. Michelle Phelps. Come on now. Come on now. You're not going to call her anymore. She's not going to call you. Spill it. No. No, Do not let Freddie bully you into (laughs) revealing her name on national television or radio. That's a terrible idea. I I keep telling you guys I'm going to hell on scholarship. There's another instance of that. Poor girl. Her DMs will be lit with (laughs) messages of our listeners on Facebook and Twitter. I'm an agent of chaos. What can I say? I'm an agent of chaos. She's Amber Wilson, Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us here on ESPN Radio and ESPNU. Amber gave her top five Super Bowl contenders about an hour and a half ago. I'm going to give you what is going to be the correct five if you keep it here on ESPN Radio, but that's after this from O'Reilly. Does your vehicle have over 75,000 miles? Get maximum high mileage engine protection with Syntec, full synthetic high mileage motor oil formulated for today's engines. Right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, get five quarts of Syntec high mileage and a micro guard by using a select oil filter for just $34.99. Limit supply, see store for details. Ask the professional parts people about all the supplies you need for your next oil change. Try synthetic high mileage exclusively at OOO O'Reilly Auto Parts. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. We're just weeks into this year, and the news is already nonstop. Two overseas wars, a presidential election already testing the democratic process, a former president in court. It can feel impossible to keep up with, but we can help. I'm Brad Milkey, the host of Start Here, the daily podcast from ABC News. Every morning, my team and I get you caught up on the day's news in a quick, straightforward way that's easy to understand. So kickstart your morning. Start smart with Start Here and ABC News, because staying informed shouldn't feel like a chore. This is ESPN Radio. Because you know of Amber Wilson, my esteemed co-host had hers. You know that her esteemed co-host, Freddie Coleman, has to have his. Here <laughs> you don't e- say so yourself. If I don't say so myself here on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. Don't forget about us as well on your smart speaker and ESPNU. Now, Amber's top five Super Bowl contenders. At number five, she had the San Francisco 49ers. At number four, she had the Philadelphia Eagles. At number three, she had the Cincinnati Bengals. At number two, she had the Buffalo Bills. And at number one, she had the Kansas City Chiefs. So those are her five. It's time for Freddie's Fave Five, and we start with number five. I'm with about the 49ers, although I firmly believe that a guy like Kyle Shanahan, their head coach, no matter who's playing quarterback, and believe me, 
Amber, they want Brock Purdy to be that guy. They want him to be that quarterback. They have trust in him more than Trey Lance, which seems strange to say, but that's where we are. And they bring in Sam Donald to make sure that quarterback room is not going to be completely wrecked. I think the 49ers will figure it out. They're going to be among the best teams. That defense is lights out. The running game is going to be terrific. I got the 49ers at number five. Number four. Here's the surprise. I think the Baltimore Ravens are a Super Bowl contender in the AFC. Lamar Jackson, he doesn't have any excuses now. Got his money? Check. One or more weapons? Check. I love the draft choices. Zay Flowers, you bring in an Odell Beckham Jr. Rashad Bateman is supposed to be healthy. He's got Mark Andrews, who's a terrific tight end, and they got a defense on the other side. That's a team that not just will contend in what I think will be the best division of football in the AFC North. We got the Ravens, you got the Bengals, you got the Steelers, and you got the Browns. So I think it would be a really good football team when it's all said and done. But I think that team, the Ravens, has all the makings because before he got injured last year, they were among the best teams in the NFL. Having those weapons and he got his money, I got the Ravens at number four. Number three. The Bengals are just too good. I never thought we would say this, that, man, the, the potential road through the AFC could go through Cincinnati, not Kansas City, because they've been able to beat Kansas City. They've done it in the regular season, and they won an AFC championship game in Kansas City. They are not afraid of the Kansas City Chiefs. they got a quarterback that can do some things, and Joe Burrow, he's got weapons everywhere. The defense is really kind of sneaky good and sneaky fast. This Bengals team believes they can play with anybody, but more importantly, they believe they can beat anybody. I got Cincinnati at number three. Number two. I know I've heard it. Eagles last year, easy schedule. Schedule gets tougher this year. You know it's going to be tougher. The Philadelphia Eagles are going to be tougher because you know they've heard all about that. And they got a coach in Nick Sirianni that says, hey, guys, they don't believe you're that good. You guys are able to go through the AFC, NFC. We knocked out two quarterbacks in the NFC championship game, a team that thought they were better than us, and now they're still saying that we were maybe a fluke because of our schedule. That could be the perfect carrot for an Eagles team that is going to be better offensively. They were pretty good last year. And I know that's Javon Hargrave to the San Francisco 49ers, but now that means that guys like Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter, those two bloodthirsty guys from Georgia in the front defensive line that can help them. And keeping on to Kobe Dean, I think he's going to be an all-pro linebacker when it's all said and done. And they got two pretty good corners. Darius Slay, a top-five corner, and James Bradbury, who's not a slouch despite that holding penalty in the NFC, in the Super Bowl, excuse me. The Eagles are that good. They're going to be that good again. I got them at number two. Number one. Enough said. It's Kansas City. It's their world. As long as number 15 and number 87, meaning Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, respectively, are alive and breathing, the Kansas City Chiefs are always going to be a threat. And it's not going to be easy for them because Miami's not that far behind. Cincinnati's not that far behind. Buffalo's not that far behind. But they know how to win. And they got a motivated quarterback that wants to do it and do it and do it well like the L.O. Cool J joint. They're going to potentially do it again. Amber Wilson, I'm with you. I got the Chiefs as the best Super Bowl contender in my top five. Just hearing you say Miami's not that far behind, it makes me nervous. You might be right if the Dolphins can stay healthy, but as a Dolphins fan, as a long-suffering Dolphins fan, it's uncomfortable that everybody's (laughs) in and on on us this season, right? Like, there is some discomfort to it. I wonder if New York Jets fans feel the same way this season. Like, it is strange when you've been rooting for an organization for decades that is mediocrity at best, right? And then all of a sudden, everybody's in on them as Super Bowl contenders. I'm not saying that it's a wrong take. Okay. I'm just saying it feels weird, you know, like I get it. Something's going to go terribly wrong because everybody believes in us a little too much. Nevertheless, uh, I like your list in large part. I did not have the Ravens on my list. And the reason I didn't have the Ravens on my list, although it might have been an oversight, 
for me to have not have included them is first of all, the level of competition, which we've discussed over and over again is insane. But second of all, you have an entirely new coordinator there. And although we just saw Munkin win back-to-back national titles, now he's got to do it on the NFL level. He's going to be implementing an entirely new philosophy. I know he wants to find more of a balance between a run and pass approach and implementing a new philosophy into any team is still going to be difficult, regardless of the fact that, yes, the weapons are there. They sign OBJ. You mentioned their Zay Flowers. So I don't hate it. Don't get me wrong. But it's the one reason that I didn't have them on my top five because I, I think it. that there's question marks there about what that new-look offense is going to look like. Yeah, believe me, if you're Lamar Jackson, you get a Todd Monken that can maximize how a quarterback can throw the football those weapons, it could be the best thing for Lamar Jackson that we're not talking about that you mentioned about Todd Monken. We'll try to decipher the cipher when it comes to James Harden Wanting out of Philadelphia in the worst way. This is ESPN Radio. This is ESPN Radio. More next. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.